0: Welcome. Hello. Hello. My pleasure. My absolute pleasure. Mm. We can't speak in an English accent because Andy's not here. Ah, uh, that's true. Apparently it's rude. Ooh, I think I'm still doing it. We'll fix it. Rude. Anyhow, welcome to Podcast Divine. Yes. I'm Kenny. I'm Diva. Diva. Oh, I'm doing it again. I'm Diva. (laughs) (laughs) Also known as Ryan Stark, a beautiful man uh, inside and out. Yes. We appreciate you coming by. Andy is off this fine day doing the things. What are the things? I think he's doing soccer things today. Oh, he teaches the children. All of the children, yes. Mm. It's it's fun. It's fun. But we figured today would be a fantastic opportunity to introduce you to our third occasional member, Mr. Diva Divine himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll just start out. Let's get a little bit of background, sir. Tell us a little bit about yourself, about your ambitions, your musical career and all that good stuff. Wow. one at a time, you know, about it's myself and my ambitions. Okay. Well, my name is Ryan. I grew up in Missouri, small town, Missouri, to be specific, Cuba, Missouri, which is lovingly titled Mural City. And I have several questions about that, but I won't bring them up right now. Um, <laughs> I grew up in a single wide trailer in the middle of the woods with parents who believed that Bass Pro was how they wanted to decorate their lives. So the trimming around my house was this beautiful scenery of deer and turkey and maybe some footprints or fish jumping out of a stream. I think I'm on a tangent. Anyway, trailer, <laughs> Missouri woods That's where I come from. Um, I. Graduated with 92 people. I went to, I'll say I went to college, but I mean that loosely. We can get into that some other time. But I went to college in Springfield, Missouri for several years. (laughs) Um, Quite a few years. (laughs) Just quite a bit of time. Um, And I uh, floated around a little bit there, kind of not knowing what I wanted to do with my life uh, and being bored with the general School of it all. And uh, now I have kind of moved around a lot the last couple years just trying to find my spot in the world and trying to keep from being bored. And I currently am here in Birmingham, Alabama for the second time in my life. I moved here from Denver, Colorado. I um, work at this wonderful restaurant in the area that I'm not sure I can name. Um, I mean, as long as we're speaking positively about it, I don't see why. Well, I only have positive things to say. So I work for Bottega restaurant in Birmingham, Alabama. I work for great people. And um, yeah, I really enjoy it. But I've lived here for about two years. And um, I like to study music production in my spare time. I, um, I write songs. I have released several songs on Spotify. Um, and Apple Music, and, and God knows what else is out there. Um, and yes, I am a musician. I like to sing. I like to perform. I like to uh, I like to learn, especially when it comes to that. So my ambition would be to be a singer, songwriter, and producer, and make money doing whatever else. I feel like I've been talking for a long time. Hey, it's beautiful. I appreciate mm. it. Most of the time, I just am like, I did this. Okay, next question, you know. So, um we appreciate the candor. Oh, you know how many people have said that to me in my life that they appreciate your candor? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like specifically, that's a quote? Yes, yes. Okay. Many people tell me they appreciate my candor. And sometimes it's not in a positive way. I had a, a a job interview once where I was going to be the um what was it? The front desk lady at uh <laughs> at uh a music studio, and i was I was really trying to get them to pay me more uh, than their twelve dollars an hour, which is bullshit. Um, can I say that? I guess so. okay, great. you just did Explicit content from and there's our first e for the <laughs> for the series. actually, it's our second because Andy quoted words from uh, the prodigy's smack my Bitch up. Oh, he did say bitch. He did. Hmm. So I went ahead and put that as an, you know, an expletive episode as well. But that's fine. And once again, we're carrying with the trend and we have mentioned the prodigy in this episode. God bless it. That was the goal. The goal was to stay away from that because it really has been. So as as we have been doing in our mild interview series, we we like to ask our guests what their top three to five musical artists are. Three to five, yeah. How about nine? <laughs> okay, I got. <laughs> the, well, I say nine, will I'll give you ten. Okay, but the tenth place is a little up in the air, darling. You know, it's it just always like flips comes around and goes. Um, so, Barbara Streisand, always and forever. No one can tell me she's not the greatest singer that's ever existed in the entire history of the planet. Um, yes, I could go on. Uh, mm-hmm. The Holy Trinity. Uh, Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. Understood. Uh, Prince, very big Prince fan. He's actually probably number two, but I don't like the list because it makes me feel bad for the others. Madonna, Janet Jackson, Elton John, um, uh, Stevie Wonder. And I've got a list on my phone. I gave you a couple, though. Yeah, that's plenty. That's absolutely plenty. This will open up the door for many a conversation in later episodes, for sure. I base my favorite artists off of if I can listen to any song, no matter what, in their discography and still love it just because it's them, they're obviously in my top 10. I can totally get behind that. I respect that 100%. Cool. So next question. What is or what has been your favorite concert you've ever attended? And you can't say David Phelps. I've never seen David Phelps. What? I haven't. It's okay. We'll and I wouldn't you. want to now. Sure. I could get into that too. But uh, <laughs> I <laughs> the my favorite concert, oh my God, no, hands down. Listen, Taylor Swift, Reputation Tour, Denver, Colorado. Don't remember the year, but oh my God, changed my life. She has so much money. I mean, there was fire, there were fireworks, there were inflatable snakes that were bigger than any house I've seen, there were three of them, there, it was great, she had so many backup dancers, there were screens everywhere, there were the wristbands, the gays, it fab, sounds amazing. Mm-hmm, changed my life. I think the concert is on, not the one from Denver, but it was on Netflix for a while, and it was on repeat for a while. No doubt. Absolutely. But that's my answer. If I, if I had to say best vocal concert, I'll go with Bruno Mars, because if you can hit a high F at the very end of a concert after all the other shit you just did, abso-fucking-lutely for shizzle. Hmm. Hmm. That's beautiful. Yes. That's fantastic. Um, I think this is an obvious one, and this will also be a recurring theme in all of our podcasts besides The Prodigy. What are your top three movies? Movies? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Can I'm making up my own rules. Okay. So I'll say The Lion King. Okay. That that has played a huge role in my life. I'll say Peter Pan, the Disney version, also played a huge role in my life. I really resonate with the characters of Simba and Peter Pan, and have since I was a kid. and then my third one is going to be uh, every single Star Wars movie I'll just lumped into one because I said so. That is totally acceptable. And this is where our source of contention will come up in a future episode <laughs> as you and Andy battle it out about <laughs> um, such things as The Last Jedi and their opinions of such things. We don't need to talk about it. I'm already getting fired up. <laughs> Listen, I love it. That's all I got to (laughs) say. It's going to be podcast gold. I can feel it already. Lots of shouting. There's definitely going to be an E on that one. There might be a chair thrown. We fight about it every single time we see each other. It all depends on how much sherry is involved, I'm sure. Sherry? Yeah. What is this obsession with sherry? It's an English thing. I'm really trying. It's like biscuits, tea, fish and chips, and sherry. You know, that's kind of where we're at at this point. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm not against it. I just... Pull me a nice port. I know, I know. So earlier you mentioned uh, that you're a musician, producer, and uh, musical auteur, as it were. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm using five dollar words in this I podcast. Get my dictionary. So yeah, seriously, or your thesaurus, Roger. Uh, he has a thesaurus named Roger that he keeps with him almost all the time. Correct. That's my favorite book. It truly is. I really don't carry it around all that much anymore because he's getting torn up yeah and he was like 30 dollars, which isn't like wow but still need like a book cover for it or something i need a, a hardback version that would be nice but also probably really heavy because she's a thick girl she is thick with three c's is all anyway yes. i am a musician <laughs> yes so sorry and circle circling <laughs> back there um so as a musician um your, I've noticed, at least in the songs that I've listened to from you, that your style has been evolving over the last few years. Uh, your creative output last year was unrivaled compared to your previous years of putting things out because you actually put stuff out last year, which is awesome. That was, it felt nice. It did. It did. It was a great... Great choice. I was blessed enough to uh, remix one of those tracks as well, which is also on Spotify. And also contribute to the drums on several of the tracks. Yes, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, but I noticed that your style is currently evolving. Uh, where were you a year ago mentally when it comes to your influences on your tracks? And where are you now? Well, I've always had this idea in my head of what I would want, even, even as a kid. Um, I've I've kind of always known that I I would write music someday because if there wasn't any music playing I would just make it up in my head and there were always specific types of music that really stuck with me or slapped as the children would say. <laughs> um, That's and, what gets us the explicit is know, the word slap. <laughs> um, really like really poppy really overly gay like dance music but has kind of like a heavier a heavier setting that's kind of nonstop, four on the floor, you can't help but move type music, even though I don't, I refuse to dance because I I look bad and I know it and I I just don't do it. Um, And so music like Madonna or Kylie Minogue, Britney Spears, um, just really uh, beautifully, wonderfully gay stuff that really resonated with me as a kid and made me want to dance even though, fuck that. Um, And then... The other kind was this rhythmic, heavy, um, distorted, crunchy guitar, like um, Evanescence or or Rob Zombie guitars, have, or Ozzy Osbourne or. Um, You know Marilyn Manson's guitarist, uh, just the way that those are EQ'd and the way that they're amped, and and I don't know much of all that stuff about guitars. But anyway, the way that they sound, I've always wanted to combine those two flavors to make uh, something really cool and unique. And um, so, gay industrial metal would be an accurate representation. Sure. You know, I want to make metal music that they're going to play in a gay club, and I want to perform in gay clubs across. You know, I don't care about this. Age. I just have this like idea of a, a little backdrop and then these backup dancers dressed in all like leather and and I just uh, yeah, gay club metal music would be the way I think about it. Well, we need to facilitate that soon. I think we could throw something together around here just have to find the right venue and have the right connections to said venue. But we could probably throw together something that would be pretty freaking sweet if I do say so myself. Well, I should probably also continue on this path that I've been on lately within the last year, because I have come a long way in the style of things. And I think you can hear how confident I'm becoming in choices that I make Mm -hmm. uh, within the music itself, which is actually kind of interesting for me to hear too, because a lot of times I don't feel that way. Um, But the last two songs I've written, I feel like I I could have a lot of fun with live. So I think I should write about ten more. Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about it, because absolutely. We could actually retool some of your older stuff for the live setting, too, and just change some instrumentation and work that, kind of remix the remix, so to speak. We could, and that's four songs right there. Yep, That'd be a solid set. Mm-hmm. I can um, appreciate that. Have you ever seen the movie Blade? No, I have not. A great... One image that has always stuck with me that's always influenced my music is the beginning of that movie. There's a whole bunch of people dancing in this. It's not really a basement necessarily, but it's this dark room, low ceiling. There's sprinklers all over, and it's just this this heavy kind of 90s or early 2000s dance music. And uh, blood starts raining from the ceiling, and everyone kind of lifts their heads up. And, and it's just this big vampire thing <laughs> yeah. uh for lack of a more appropriate word um and then that i've always wanted to make music for that scene cool i like that mm-hmm. that's a solid movie i need to visit that the first one's great mm-hmm. second one's uh okay and then the third one i don't remember it and that is enough you know yes that's when you know if you don't remember something it's probably not worth your time there's a life lesson there mm-hmm. write that down kids so you mentioned your musical journey over the last year. Uh did quarantine affect that at all? And where are you now? Uh interestingly enough, quarantine really I'm sure it did this for everybody, but it kind of showed me a lot about who I who I am and what I like and what I what I do and what I'm passionate about. It really gave me clearance on that. Um it did affect the music. I I definitely went from more of a way poppy disco feel to something a little harder. I wasn't scared to show that I was upset, um, about what was going on. I felt like I had something to say. Um, but a lot of it, a lot of the transformation, I think music is such a part of my existence and my everyday thoughts and, and my process of of living day to day is all kind of wrapped up in it. So, um, I've been doing a lot of work on mental health um, and taking time to be silent because I'm someone who's always playing music all the time or always distracting myself with something because I realized, you know, in quarantine I just did not like being by myself. So I think the work that I've done, which has been found in meditation, it's been found in reaching out to people, it's been found in, in... expressing fears that I had and trying to get over them. It's been found by this wonderful Eckhart Tolle book that I've been reading. Um, And it has kind of opened up a whole new part of my brain I didn't know existed. And that has definitely influenced my confidence and my writing. And I finally have a lyrical voice now that I feel like expresses who I am as a person, which is a slightly outrageous person. (laughs) Um, But I think... The processes have gone hand in hand, and it's been really interesting to hear and see the growth that comes about. And I get to know myself more through the songs I'm writing now because I can see how far I've come. It's a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. progress. It's a definitely a beautiful thing. So something worth uh, always worth going for, pursuing. Mm-hmm. I would I would agree with that. I 100% agree. It's the only thing that has gotten me through the last year and a half for sure. And um, beyond, actually, you know, just trying to really take care of my mental health as best I can. And I hope that everyone listening is also going to prioritize their mental health because it's very important and it changes everything. Truly. So you mentioned uh, you've moved around a lot. Uh, are there any places that you've moved that really stick out as an awesome experience for you? Um, they've all been awesome in their own way. Um, I left Springfield uh, Missouri, where I went to college, you know, quote unquote college, um, to move to Birmingham, Alabama. I lived there for about a year and a half. Um, my best friend Lindsay lives here, who you happen to be married to. That's um, true. So I was lucky enough to have a good group of friends, and and I really kind of turned my life around at that point in time, and got physical as far as exercise and physical. I physical. <laughs> Or a Lipa, you know either one. I'll take That's which one. That's true. Uh, but then I moved to Kansas City for about six months. Had a great time there. Lived with this remarkably amazing family. Um, uh, kind of moved there for a reason, but it, it did not happen the way that it kind of was thought out. Uh, we get into more of that later. Uh, but uh, and then I moved to Denver. I lived there for three and a half years. That one is probably the one that I've loved the most. Um, I fell in love. I climbed mountains, I, uh, you know, I, I just had a really great time, I, I did everything that you do in Denver, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so, uh, <laughs> um, it's from the earth, it's medicinal, I it's met fine. some great people, worked for a terrible company, and um, yeah, I was kind of nearing the end of a journey, and nearing the end of a relationship, so I figured I probably needed to be surrounded by people that I loved, and I made my way back to Birmingham two years ago. And have been here since and have once again found a whole new growth uh, just being back in this area so I guess there's something to be said for the South which is surprising you know sometimes it's it's mostly negative stuff from the South but there can be positives as well it gets a bad rap and I do have my moments but I think with the positive or positivity that has come from living here twice in a row like. Kind of can't um I can't complain anymore that I live in the south and I want to be a city boy and that that, that, you know it is what it is I have a good life I do love how you've grown over the last two years since you've been back like I can definitely tell a difference in your demeanor your candor once again and uh you know just your aura you know your I, chakras are really in line you know my chakras <laughs> are really, you love a chakra I do love a <laughs> chakra <laughs> i I now wear dresses you it's know. True. <laughs> I feel confident enough to go out in a jean skirt and a pair of high heels and uh, smile at all the passerbys. It's a beautiful thing. It's true. So a short time ago, you were able to sit in with a local band called The Divines, which I am the purveyor of and drummer and frontman of. The Divines? Was that that little group I stood up there with for a second? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The Divines, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, that premiere cover group of Burbank have Alabama bless you yeah you're funny. too kind you're mm. too kind I do what I do yes so tell us about that experience that was your first time on stage in over a year correct yes I have sang my whole entire life and I've always called myself a singer and one thing that quarantine kind of took away from me it really was my voice uh it's kind of been something that's been happening the last couple years is I just haven't been singing um and it's a muscle you got to work be good um and so i got this opportunity which i'm so happy i stuck with because i almost canceled on you um like 10 times specifically because i have been running from singing i i have this thing about being bad sounding bad not being good enough and and that is like a really personal thing to sing in front of a group of people but I'm so happy I didn't cancel. I got on stage and I chugged a 16-ounce can of Miller Lite before I even got started with Britney Spears. It was High Life, by the way. What did I say? You said Miller Lite. It was High Life. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big difference. <laughs> oh, yeah. there was. I, I always deal with nerves no matter what. And the fact that it had been a year and the fact that the saxophone player was so good and the fact that the band sounded so great that night and so full, I just was a little nervous. So I had quite a bit to drink. But singing up there was just something that I I forgot that it's my favorite thing to do in the whole world is just to be holding a note or to do a run or be feeling sassy or feeling yourself in any way and people are really they're cheering and they're clapping and they're they're kind of Given you all the love maybe you missed as a child. Wow. Well, there's that. Okay. We are on the couch today on Podcast Divine. <laughs> Uncle uh, Kenny's going to help you feel your feelings. You know, no, I just had like the most amazing time. I remember I was singing The Best by Tina Turner, which simply is the best song. Truly. Um, and it got to the end, and I was such a big fan of American Idol as a kid. I always wanted the big, the big note that you hold out and put your vibrato on, and people are cheering before you're done. And I got that experience after a year of not singing in front of people, so it just really made me smile. I love that so so much. It was a really fun time. The only positive minus the. The lost words and the the bridge that should have been a longer bridge, yes. but then turned into a chorus, and I didn't know what was going on. But other than that, it was so fabulous to be back on stage. Only one of those things were were, were your fault. So it's that's fine. true. It's and, fine. You know, we also did not practice those songs. <laughs> was there say was that. zero rehearsal. Uh, there I was sent, zero rehearsal. I sent the after... I sent the set list to the boys probably. F- three days before just to yeah. double check to make sure that they remembered it from the last time, which was over a year ago, <laughs> which was over a year. That again. was the last time I sang in public was the last time I sang these songs at tin roof, yeah. which uh, is this bar here in Birmingham that I think has been mentioned a couple times on the podcast I that you think play so. there. Um, anyway, tin roof is in Lakeview. Yes. Yes. Um, and that was where I was lucky enough to join the divines, but that was a lot of fun. The audience response was very, very, very good. Even to red by Taylor Swift. Even to red, like touched my heart. It was a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful experience, and we were very happy to have you on stage with us. It mm. was a, it was a long time coming, and it any happen. any time, any time, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I can totally appreciate that. I think the best part, though, was people coming up to me afterward. You had already left. Uh, We were breaking down. They were like, oh my gosh, that guy that did those songs, he was so good. Oh my gosh. It was a lot of positive responses to it. So I'm very glad that you were able to let your flag fly so to speak as freaky as it is as freaky as it were so i actually have a question for you shoot i know i'm the one being interviewed because but uh (laughs) my party here's my question so your wife and i the beautiful talented Lindsay wallace love to go into the wee hours of the morning listening to well lately has been an awful lot of uh, Gaston or <laughs> Prince of Egypt will listen to Barbra Streisand Records. We'll, we kind of go at it for hours. <laughs> um, what are some of your least favorite songs you have to hear every time that happens? Oh, Lord. Because he has to experience it like drunk Ryan and Lindsay listening to Disney music at two o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to say it happens often, but he knows. I think it's when it devolves into 90s country, just because. (laughs) Uh, Fourth of July. That's my, yeah. Fourth of July was an experience. There was a lot of uh, Toby Keith, specifically, Mm. uh, courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Oh, brought to you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I think we threw a Team America track on there so that kind of was a little bit of a saving saving grace on that That's one. That's because you did it and we didn't know it. It's true. <laughs> anyway, you're not answering my question. What are some of your least favorite songs that you have to hear every time? Honestly, it's when it devolves into 90s country. That's one of things. That's saying. all of it? Every single 90s country? Every single ni- but the main you reason You know you're is- lumping Shania and Faith into that and here's this is a conversation. Here's the problem is I hear it every week when I run karaoke at Neon Moon and people are butchering the songs when they try to sing them. And I I just, I can't handle it. You know, when it's an overexposure scenario, then that's when it gets bothersome. Or when I'm too tired to keep my eyes open and it's still happening. Or any of the Disney stuff happens, you know? Mm. It's got to be, it, I've got to be in a place for it, a mental space. And sometimes I'm not in that mental space because I'm about to pass out because I've had an entire weekend of, shows and other garbage if that makes sense all i hear are excuses and that you're uncultured (laughs) (laughs) called out here we go i'm just sitting here with this sold to the lady in the second row she's an eight she's a nine she's a ten i know she's got ruby red lips blonde hair blue eyes and i'm about to kiss my heart goodbye you don't like that song i'm just upset i've got to i've got to be in the mood for it you know Okay, fine. Am I allowed to sing that song out here? I think it was less than thirty seconds. Okay, great. So it was. I made sure you spit it out real quick. It's it's Creative Commons if if it's the cover, so you're fine. Ah. <laughs> so as we're rounding out today, Ryan, thank you first and foremost for being on this podcast with us today. Uh, we're very excited to have you on board. Occasionally, whenever your schedule allows you to stop by and chat with Andrew and myself. Mm is there anything that I didn't ask you that I should have? I think you should ask me what moment in the last week has stuck with me the most. Well, Ryan, what moment in the last week has stuck with you the most? So I'm quite the RuPaul's Drag Race fan. Um, you don't I've, say. I've seen every season. I, I, Okay, admittedly, I have not watched Spain or Thailand or The other one, but I've watched all the ones that are in English and they're RuPaul's and and not that. okay. but anyway, uh, the thing this last week that really blew me away was this lip sync that just happened. A RuPaul with Laganja Estranja, who. Queen, if you don't know, look it up. Lord have mercy. I don't know if you've ever seen anyone flip and spin and kick their legs up and do all that shit that she does. And Trinity Cabonet, who better flutter, bitch, you know? Yes. But did not stand a chance up against this green goddess. And I just feel like I needed the world to know, Laganja Estranja, honey, you better work. Mm, yes. <laughs> I love Any- that so much. Anyway, I've just been watching it on repeat. I felt like that's something I wanted to talk about. It's it's a beautiful thing to talk about. You mm-hmm. know, if it's inspiring the way that it inspires you, then absolutely it should be talked about. Can you do the splits? Like me personally? Yes. Absolutely not. I can barely touch my toes. Oh, I can't even touch my toes. You know those like physical fitness tests in gym? Yeah. Never could I ever. I could never touch my toes and I could never pull myself up on the pull up bar. But now you can pull yourself up on the pull up bar. I've Once seen it. Once or twice in a row? I've seen it. When we went trail running, you did pull yourself up twice on that pull up bar. <gasps> wow, I did do that. I should give myself more credit. I'm going to start speaking it into existence that I'm a strong bitch. Yes. A strong, independent woman. Yes, all the snaps. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you for sticking it out on this podcast with us. We appreciate it. Look forward to having you when Andy is back with us, and it'll be great. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, and sincerely yours, Divo Divine. Y'all. Yes. So quickly, before we uh, we fully wrap up for this experience, uh, please send any correspondence to thedivinesbham at gmail.com. If you have guests that you would like to hear from the Birmingham area on here, uh, musical topics to speak about, or uh, topics in general, please shoot us an email. Favorite coloring books? Favorite coloring books? Favorite recipes? Favorite Sailor Moon episode? favorite dragon ball z episode wow we're getting into some shit okay (laughs) it's gonna be great or you can slide into those dms at podcast divine on the instagrams and we will let you know and hopefully call you out on a future episode thanks for listening y'all we love you have a great time and don't be a dick